Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chester. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting here with my friend, Gene Garino. Gene, how are you? I'm good, Tyler. Thanks for inviting me today. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, and I know it's going to be a great day. We were just talking before the show. You had one of the best days of golf in your career, so I I can feel the energy. You're going to be hitting it right down the middle of the fairway in this (laughs) podcast episode as well, so what do you say about that? I agree, man. Right down the middle of the fairway all day long. So let's continue this magic. It's all good. Outstanding. Let's create some magic. Let's have some fun. And and again, I'm thankful to have you here, but I'm also thankful to have Elevate Nation back. I want to welcome Elevate Nation back to the show because it's time to take it to another level. I have no doubt that we're going to do that today. I want to welcome you back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness through real estate and beyond. And this is a masterclass where we're going to talk mindset, habits, routines, systems, tools, strategies, and so much more from an individual like Gene. So you can elevate to a life without limits like Gene is doing, like like Gene has done for so many others. And he continues to give back. And and it's really going to be a great conversation today. So I'm so excited about that. And this is a show for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. If you appreciate what we're doing on the show, would certainly uh, be grateful if you subscribe to the show, if you gave us a rating, a review. At the end of the day, the algorithms, they rule our world to a certain degree and it, and it helps us you know, rank a little bit higher on those algorithms so we can reach this message to more people. And I don't know about you, Gene, but you know what? I see a lot of people tolerating their lives and I'd love to see more people living a life of fulfillment, of joy, yes. of excitement, of happiness. And I think that we can do that through real estate investing, through investing in our own personal growth and through through our own constant never-ending improvement. And that's what we're all about here on Elevate. And with all that said, I want to go ahead and introduce you to my guest today, who is Gene Garino. And he is the founder of the Residential Assisted Living Academy. The RAL Academy is the premier source for education in owning, operating, and investing in residential assisted living and senior housing. Gene has trained thousands of people from across the country how to turn single family homes into cash flow machines, which we all love cash flow machines, don't we? RAL Academy's motto is do good and do well, which just feels right. I mean, to be honest with you, that that is a that's an outstanding tagline. Gene has written four books and hosted three radio shows and has spoken in five countries and over 50 cities in the last year alone. So please welcome Mr. Gene Garino. Gene, welcome to the show, sir. I'm so glad to be here. And you read that very well. Thank you. I will give you a dollar later. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. Just drop it in the mail, drop it wherever you want to go. I will take the dollar anytime I can take it. And uh, we're talking about cash flow machines, but we're also talking about a guy who does good and does well and has done so for thousands of people. So Gene, tell me a little bit about more about yourself behind the bio. You know, who are, who is Gene Garino as a man? Wow. As a man. Well, let's see. First, <laughs> You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the short history and then we can go any direction, but I, first of all, I love the fact you're so grateful. You know, you're grateful for everything, your listeners, for this conversation and so on. I think that's a great place to start any conversation or anything we do. So real estate, I've been doing real estate since I was 18 years old. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid. Uh, First official business, I was 16. Uh, We bought our first house at 18. We ran our business out of it, lived in it. 
first rental fix and flip was a year or two later, first rental property a year or two, uh, first commercial 25 and flash forward many years and here I am. And real estate really is just a means to an end. It's not the end in itself. And I think a lot of people get caught up in real estate or investing and it's not that at all. You're missing the boat if that's where you're stopping. Yeah, no, I could not agree more on that one. And it's amazing that you've only been in real estate for six years now because you started when you were uh, 18 there. So that's amazing. Uh, but no, I, I, in all seriousness, I could not agree more with that statement because that's really what Elevate's all about is using the vehicle towards creating the outcome in your life. And I would be curious to know, Gene, you know, as someone who kind of got started on your entrepreneurial journey so early in your life, was that out of necessity or was that, you know, you were just a creative individual growing up and that's just how it worked out? Yeah, you know, it was out of necessity. So when we were, uh, when I was 18, my brother Jim was 20 years old. So we were in business together. We were renting from somebody for two years and the landlord was bad and the house was worse. It smelled like a New York City bus. The furnace blew up every day. It was terrible. Uh, so literally at the end of the two years, walked down to the front porch and said, that's it. We're either shutting the whole thing down or we have to get a new place. Looked up the street, saw a for sale sign in the front yard, and that was the beginning of the real estate uh, investing. So it was definitely out of necessity. Uh, it was a no money down deal because we had no money. We had no credit. We had no clue. So that was where it all began. And by the way, just to give perspective, that was 1979. Interest rates, prime rate hit 21.5%. A home mortgage was 16%. So today, when you have interest rates of 3%, 4%, that's like free money compared to where I got started. And it worked then and it works now. So never let interest rates get in your way. Absolutely. And you've just got to still just look at the terms of the deal and negotiate as such, correct? I mean, oh, yeah. now that the interest rates are so different, it's so interesting because you hear the Federal Reserve chairman say, look, we're not even going to think about raising rates until 2022, which is two years from now. You know, it's such a different time today and you've grown through all that. What would you say to that? Well, yeah, and actually interest rates, they, they can't raise interest rates. And the reason why, the U.S. government is the biggest debtor of all. So if they raise interest rates, that means they have to pay higher interest rates, which means the deficit gets bigger and the hole gets deeper. So I don't think interest rates can go up. And in, internationally, interest rates have even reversed where uh, it's, it's just crazy. The world is turned upside down. But perspective-wise, money is virtually free right now. So use it, use it wisely, but use it. Don't be afraid of using and leveraging and using debt. Absolutely. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, real estate is not the ends, you know, it's the means to the end, right? And so, you know, one of the things that I know that you're focused on now, just based on our conversation prior to the show today is, you know, using that, you know, means to the ends for not only just creating wealth, creating abundance, and creating joy and fulfillment within your own life, but also for your family and for others and creating a legacy. So talk to me a little bit about that. Where is your mind today on creating a legacy? Yeah, you know, I, and we did talk about this earlier, but to clue everybody else in, you know, I think a lot of people when they get started in real estate, they either have a reason for it and something like I did, I needed it for the business or it's simply about the money. So we get involved that way. Most people get involved in a quick cash formula where it's I'm in and out, whether it's wholesale or, or fix and flip and I make quick cash. And then at some point you progress to, well, money flowing in would be a great thing. So then it's buy and hold and then it's, well, bigger would be better. So it's multi-unit or apartments and storage units. And, but at some point, everybody has to simply back up and say, why, why am I doing this at all? 
And if it's just for the money, well, you know, you can make more money peddling drugs, maybe. <laughs> right? So if it's just about the money, that's one thing. And if you're saying, well, I want to change the world. Like, I love the fact that they have this, uh, this new tax incentive where we can do fixing properties up in the inner city that others are ignoring. But if you're only doing it for the tax benefit, they could take that away from you. But if you're doing it because you do want to fix it up and help the inner city, well, then great. Your heart's in the right place. So I just... I'm at a different spot right now where most people are at the beginning or they're, they're in that grinding phase. Um, right now I could just sit in the backyard or go play golf every day and go sit on a beach and I'd be perfectly fine. So what I'm doing now is for all different reasons. Uh, and you mentioned the kids. So I'm really fortunate that, um, and I, this is something I think would be worth talking about because maybe most other people don't the idea of your kids and don't neglect them while you're going through your struggles, your grind, uh, your day to day, because I think a lot of times we can lose ourselves and, hey, I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for the future. And while you're doing that, they're growing up and you're missing those minutes that are moments that you'll never get back. Uh, but if you take the time with those minutes and those moments now and invest that time, teach those kids, bring them along with you. And I can tell you all kinds of stories about bringing them along and how they didn't want to. But, you know, then as you go forward in life, they're going to come back to you and say, well, hey, I see what you're doing. Can I be a part of it? So I'm really at a blessed time in my life where the kids have come back to me and said, you know, hey, can we join what you're doing? And uh, now out of the four kids, three of them work full time with me. The fourth one just graduated from college. He's going to be an orthodontist. So that's not what I do. I can't help him there. <laughs> a son-in-law, daughter-in-law, future son-in-law, uh, two brothers, in addition to, you know, 15 other people that work with us within all the different companies. So family and, and teaching them lessons now, uh, they're listening to what you're saying, but they're watching what you're doing. So don't just talk the talk, walk the walk and bring them with you. God willing, they're going to want to walk along with you later on uh, and get to the point where they say, wow, this is great and glad we're spending time together. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. What a phenomenal reminder for all of us, because I know many of the folks listening would probably consider themselves to be type A driven, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll, you know, I'll do anything. I'm committed beyond belief to my goals, my outcomes, and I'm doing it for my family or I'm doing it for the people that I love. And it is a great reminder for us all to step back and say, you know what, if you're just, if you're only neglecting and you're only, you know, delaying gratification and, and the time spent with the people that you love, you know, what's it all for? And to remember the bigger picture, I mean, how would you say are some ways that you would suggest others maybe don't neglect? Is it maybe just, hey, look, you know, cut off at a certain time every day and make sure you spend time or what else would you say? Yeah, I think it's really difficult because first of all, I'm not here to uh, impose or suggest anybody do anything other than that it's your life and, and know that it's your life. So design it the way you want it. And I've said this, I'm 59 now and I keep saying I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> so the, the point is, it's not a matter of this is the one and only thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Allow yourself the ability to discover new things about yourself. Uh, take advantage of the opportunities that come your way. Uh, but 
you know, the whole concept of, I've pulled many all-nighters. I, I work, even to this day, I'll work many 15, 18 hour days, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm not doing it because I have to. TGIF isn't, thank God it's Friday. It's, I can't believe it's Friday. You know, there's so much to do. And even on, even on a Saturday or a Sunday, my wife will appreciate it when I'm just floating in the pool and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but I just enjoy myself just as much being in the office doing something else. So enjoy whatever it is you do. But when it comes to the kids, you mentioned like the end of the day, disconnect. I think that's, I've always worked for myself. I've never had an actual job, nine to five, going someplace, working in someplace for somebody. I've never had that, which is great. Uh, but that also means that you're, you're on 24 seven. It's always business. It's always work. I've also pretty much had an office in the home the whole time too. So that separation of office and the home is really critically important. If you have little kids running around, uh, embrace those moments, you know, cause when they come in, it's not a disturbance. It's, it's a moment. So take a few moments. That's a distraction worth taking. Uh, cause that's what they're going to remember 20 years forward. Uh, that's what they're going to remember. They're, don't lock yourself in that office and just say, I got to work. Anyway. I'll, yeah, no, that's outstanding advice. And one thing that you mentioned before, you know, giving us some tactics there, which I would highly recommend the listeners re-listen and implement into your life. But one thing you mentioned is design the life the way you want it. And the thing that I love most about real estate and committing to your own personal growth is it's about designing your life. Because at the end of the day, we can grow, we can make more money, we can create more opportunities. But at the end of the day, it is about the lifestyle and designing your life the way you want it. So were you always conscious about the life that you wanted or was that sort of a course correction process along the way that you had to design by mistake sometimes? I'm just curious. It's a course correction every day. <laughs> it's uh, every day. Like, but I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm like I said, 59, but I've, I've retired quote unquote two or three times and I get bored out of my mind. I can't, I've lived on the golf course and I've tried to play four times a week and it's like, no, I can't do that. So it's not a matter of not working hard. It's not a matter of not uh, grinding or not wanting more. It's just when I say design the life you want, if you want to take a family vacation, let's get real simple. Family vacation. When you work for somebody else, they grant you weeks of your life. You may have, it's like, okay, thank you, Lord Job Giver. You know, they grant you two weeks. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to grant that to yourself. And I'll tell you right now, people ask me all the time, what's the best investment you ever made? And my response is family vacations. Wow. That's the best investment you'll ever make. That's what's going to come back to you for years and years. Not some four unit that you bought in Timbuktu, they pays you five grand. No, it's that time you spent with the kids where they spit milk out of their nose in the back seat where somebody told a joke or, you know, cut a fart. And those are the things you're going to talk about for the next 30 years. Wow. That's amazing. And I just feel like this is a, this is like cathartic for everyone listening right now, because we all know that we should be spending more time with our families or having fun and, and you know, making memories. But I think not, a, not enough of us give ourselves permission to do so because exactly. we feel guilty by doing it. You know, entrepreneurs, while someone else is not giving us the time, you know, so to speak, the, the, the job givers not saying yes or no, you can't go. Uh, but we feel that we're neglecting, you know, our commitments. Uh, and so, I mean, have you felt that way yourself as well, Gene, at times? Oh, absolutely. And, and even to the point where you're calculating how much money I'm not making on one side and how much money it's costing me to do it on the other side. It's like, you know, when you do that, it's really hard. And, but when you, 
again, I'm looking back on things now and I'm, I'm so fortunate to have, uh, working with my own kids when they're in their thirties and twenties and they're working with me, <clears throat> I get to see them, whether it's on zoom or whether it's face to face, I get to see them, spend time with them. If I didn't have that, I'd be hoping a phone call would come in for a five minute, you know, how you doing on a Sunday afternoon? That'd be terrible. Yeah. So working with them is wonderful and, and continuing to get to teach them uh, life skills as they go through. Cause none of us are perfect. I'm learning new things from them and they're learning new things from me. And, we all look at each other with, you know, a look, but, um, you, it, there's so much I can say, but yeah, I'm keep always going. Looking. Well, Please, if, if you have more, you know, keep going. You, you mentioned the idea of, uh, I have definitely felt guilty when you take time off. And even when you take a vacation, I don't know about you, but I know for me, it takes me like the first day to just kind of, oh. oh, I can't, I, and then by the second day, it's like, all right, I'm starting to relax. And on the third day, it's like, okay, I got this. And then unfortunately, it's usually like, okay, now there's only three days left, two days left, one day left. And so it's, it's that cycle. And if you make it more of a lifestyle, and I think, you know, the whole concept of the glass half full is so true that you can look at anything any way that you want. But if you look at a, a whatever it may be, a rehab as a job, as a problem, then that's what it is. And if you look at it as a joy and an opportunity, then that's what it is. Mm. So I want to, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy the people that I'm with, the experiences I have. I also want to take the time to have that conversation be present with somebody, whether it be uh, like when I came home from golf today and as I'm coming in the garage, the, the people who cleaned the house were going out, just spending a few minutes talking to them and how are you doing and what's going on in your life. Those moments, uh, that's the humanness. I think that's mm. where we're missing a lot these days. And, I'm just going to keep ranting until you stop me here. Yeah, no, this is great. And actually, I just want to make a mention real quickly. Uh, what you mentioned about, all right, it takes me a day to unwind. You, you know, your first day of vacation, it's like, all right, I finally, I'm here now. It's all good. And then it's like, okay, I'm a couple of days in. Maybe now I have three days left. And you're like, all right, I got three days left. And then I got two days left. And, you know, I've noticed that about myself, too. If I get a massage or something like that, it's like, all right, I wonder how many minutes I have left. <laughs> this is so time. great. And I don't want this to end. But, you know, it's so interesting because our minds work that way. We think about well, what's next always instead of being present. I mean, it sounds like you've had to train yourself to be present. I think that's what life is all about is you learn, you learn, hopefully you learn how to do these things better where you know, what was hard, you didn't even know what present was. And now it's like, oh, I'm aware of what that is. And then it's, yeah. let me try to, and before you know it, you get to the point where you're, that's the norm. You know, we're looking for that opportunity. And that's why some things like, you know, smoking a cigar, which might take an hour to do, is a great thing to do, not health-wise, but the point <laughs> is, it allows us to have a conversation where we can just, we're sitting there talking for an hour with nothing other to do than to mm -hmm. say, so tell me about this or how are you doing and, and so on. We, uh, we play poker once a month uh, with some guys. We've done it for probably six, seven years now. But when we get together once a month, we've now changed it so it's also men's night. So we get together an hour earlier and we can pray for each other. Mm. And then we'll, then we'll do the poker after that. But the whole time, we're, we're how, how are you doing? How's your family? And we're having fun and we're joking. And it's not about the gambling. It's you know $25 buy-in. It's not a big deal. But it's just spending the time and giving yourself permission to do that. Uh, I'm very thankful, too, and I'm very blessed that I've got a wife who is incredibly supportive, and she's amazing in so many different ways. Uh, we've known each other for a long time, been married for 34 years, coming up to 35. Uh, but we've known each other for, you think for a second, 40, 
two years. Wow. Yeah. We've known each other for a long, long time, got married a long time ago, and our kids are growing up and uh, spending time with us, which is wonderful. So all those things are really important. So designing your life, what is it you want it to be? I just, I really want to encourage every, anybody who's listening or watching the concept of, you know, why do you do what you do? And I think this period of time where we've all been a little bit locked down, even though I have a whole opinion on that, we go there, <laughs> the crap. We get, anyway. the, get, the, uh, get the cigar out for that one, though, huh? Yeah, I've, I've already had one on the golf course. I'll have another <laughs> one later tonight. But, uh, the, uh, you know, the, it's given all of us a chance to sit back and, and reflect. Why do we do what we do? I can't imagine anybody who had to drive an hour to work and an hour back just to go sit in some cubicle somewhere is saying, my goodness, I'm so happy to get back to that, as opposed mm. to, hang on now. What am I doing? And if I can do it this way when they tell me to stay at home, why not do it this way the whole time? That way I don't even have to, you know, get dressed in the morning. I'll keep my camera off or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's so many things we can do in life. And I think there's so many good things that are coming out of this time entrepreneurial wise uh, for people. It's phenomenal. Most of the people that I hang with are doing better than they've ever done. They're also working harder than they've ever worked. Yeah. Uh, but that's part of it. It's opportunity. It is opportunity and disruption allows that opportunity. Things that seem like a challenge or a failure or a mistake, they bring these silver linings. And, you know, I know that I, I'm sure you were like me when we locked down. It's like, this can't be good, right? This is not good. But how many good things came from it? And I guess the question for every listener is, what challenge are you facing right now? And what good can come from that? And yeah. I think that you train your mind to see that, um, at least in my opinion, because I think maybe that's the prerequisite. You train your mind to see the good in it and then the good happens. Do you agree with that, Gene? I totally do. You get what you focus on. It's the way life is. I call it the red Corvette syndrome. You know, when I say red Corvette, you're thinking, well, I don't know of any red Corvettes. But the moment you have a red Corvette, then all of a sudden it's like, well, there's one, there's one, there's one. It, it's yep. one of those phenomena. I never knew a house was for sale until I needed a house. And I looked up the street two doors away as a for sale sign. It mm -hmm. could have been there for months. I didn't know. I just wasn't looking for it. So anything in life, if you want freedom, you'll get that. If you want cash flow, you'll get that. If you want uh, a new relationship, you'll get that. But if you say, why am I a loser? Why am I always late? Why am I, why do I forget names? Your mind is just going to fester on that until it gives you the answer. Well, so ask yourself the right questions. That's so good. And, you know, one thing that I've caught myself saying is I feel unorganized. And it's mm. so interesting because that will fester in creating your identity. So I've been very conscious in saying, I'm very organized. I'm very diligent. And I your just felt good. See, your office is all organized. I see. Right? You see that? That's right. Yeah. Any book you need, we got it back there. We got the plants. I've watered the plants. It's all good. But it is very, very interesting because, of course, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And you get to own the identity that you create for yourself, is my opinion. And yeah. if you say that you have a deficiency, well, guess what? You can have it. Uh, yeah. but, but you don't have to own that. I mean, have you used sort of affirmations and things like that in your life, Gene? Uh, you know, I love what you were saying, the concept of, you know, organized. You can say, I'm not organized. You can say, how can I get organized? Mm. So the affirmations in my life, uh, uh, the most recent example was playing golf today. You know, I'm sitting, you're watch, looking at the ball, you're lining it up and you're like, all right, I see it here. Just go at that tree. Just hit it straight. Just swing low. So those affirmations, and then all of a sudden you do it. 
But if mm-hmm. you just walked up and say, I stink at golf and I'm always, <laughs> I always hook it over to the left and right. that's what you're going to do. Absolutely. Uh, so when I'm, when I want to mess with somebody on the golf course, you know, and there's water or something like that, I'm like, Hey, don't even worry about the water. The water's mm-hmm. not in your way. Don't even think <laughs> about the water and boop, goes right in the water. Oh my and gosh. That's for a friend when I'm trying to, you know, mess them up a little bit, but little, uh, little NLP, little, uh, neuro linguistic programming there, huh? It's like yeah. when you tell, when you tell your child, uh, don't, you know, cross the street, what they hear is cross the street, right? That's, that's exactly. the only, you embedded the command of don't look at the water. It is really an interesting concept. If you think about it, how you, how the psychology works. I mean, you, I'm glad that you lead with a giving heart and you do the right things for other people because you can manipulate people by, you know, using that sort of programming. Well, and let's, you know, you mentioned NLP, which is very effective and, and important. And I know you're going to ask me later, so don't let me forget. <laughs> uh, one of the books that, that I've read years ago that I think is one of the best books anybody could read is Unlimited Selling Power mm, okay. by Dr. Donald Moyne, M-O-I-N-E. So Unlimited Selling Power. Get the old version, not the new version. The old version is just really simply put, and, and it talks about everything we're talking about, how you know, getting your kids to eat the vegetables and, and so on. You can be good at that or you can be bad at that. Uh, mm-hmm. I prefer to be good at that. You can't <laughs> manipulate somebody. To, well, I guess you could, but you're, we're not talking about manipulating somebody to get something they don't want to do. Uh, but the friend who's going to hit it in the water anyway, you know, I'm just joking with them, but it works. <laughs> Absolutely. You no, know, there's a little sinister nature there on the golf course, but you know what? We're all competitors and I can respect that. Uh, it's, a, it's a mind game. But, you know, Gene, I'd love to know, what are you most excited about these days? I mean, what's obviously we talked about legacy and it seems there's a lot of excitement there. But, I mean, what, how are you looking towards the future now? You know, I'm in a very unique business, residential assisted living, and we take single family homes, convert them into assisted living homes. So it's a great real estate play. But from a business play and the business opportunity side, man, things are bigger, better, and just going faster than ever. Uh, we're in the right place at the right time. And I'm, I'm just incredibly excited. We've worked really hard to do everything we do because we own and operate these homes. We invest in these homes. We have a whole other company where we educate people how to do it. Uh, but with everything that's going on in the world today where people, you know, it's funny. People say I, 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 they, all these seniors are dying in these nursing homes. It's like, well, first of all, they're not all dying. Number two, <laughs> nursing home is different than assisted living home. Nursing home is medical doctors, nurses. They made a big massive mistake by saying all sick people go into this, the place where you can infect the most people, right? Yeah. Stupid stuff. But assisted living is completely different. It's somebody who can't live it on their own by themselves. They need care, but not medical care. So it's a very safe environment. It's worked really, really well. But people are starting to recognize that when I say people, I mean the big box, the Brookdale Sunrise Atriots, who are now looking at the small homes and saying, this is the better place to be. Wow. So that's what we do. And, and so our business has just exploded with what we do personally, our education, uh, we're starting a franchise. We have a national association. So there's just so many things that you can do. And I have pads and pads of, you know, I, I literally do have pads and pads of all the different areas of things that I'm working on. So everything's got a mm. you know, title at the top and every project is there and everything is going on. That's and, great. Yeah. Some are now, some are next, some are later. Uh, but there's so many things that you can do. It's just an incredible time to be alive, frankly. 
Mm, that's amazing. I've got two follow-up questions there. Uh, number one is how have you, have you been required to pivot with the recent circumstances at all in your business? And just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. And in the homes itself with actually working with the seniors, not a whole lot because it's already a small home. There might be five, 10, 15 seniors, a handful of caregivers. So there's not a lot of traffic. The one big difference you, you can't just walk into the house family member or visitor now, you have to be there for a purpose. So the unfortunate part is that also means isolation for those seniors. It was bad, now it's worse. But the good side is now technology comes in. So we can do FaceTime with mom. We can, uh, you know, there's all kinds of technology solutions for that. On the other company, the education company, where all of the trainings were either an online training on a computer or come to a live event, well, now we had to pivot. We were still doing the live events, but now we're doing virtual events too. So a virtual live three-day, not just recorded. And what's really, really cool, I've said it for years to my team, there's 10 people that want to come to our training for every one that comes to the live training. And our live trainings are always sold out way in advance. We do it eight times a year. But the virtual training, we offered it for the first time about a week and a half ago. We've already had 125 people sign up for it, which wow. is you couldn't have done that before because uh, you have to plan. You'd have to sign up a month in advance to get a plane ticket and the hotel and the whole bit. Now somebody can make a decision to say, I'm going to start in the morning. So it's an incredible opportunity on the education side. We can help more people uh, and the need is growing and booming and it's a great business to be in. That's outstanding. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely give the listeners links in the show notes on how they can learn more about what you're doing with the Residential Assisted Living Academy. And actually, I'll just plug it now, residentialassistedlivingacademy.com. We'll, of course, yeah. put the link there. Uh, so you definitely want to engage with Gene there, I mean, because he's got some amazing uh, products, amazing services to, to teach you how to do this. And from what I understand, Gene, it, you, you can acquire a single family home and, and you can go this route and create tremendous cash flow. Yeah which you've done for yourself and thousands of others. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, there's two sides, a business play and a real estate play. So you can do either or both. And then there's three ways to get involved. You can either be an investor where you just write a check and receive checks, or you can be the real estate owner where you own the real estate, lease it and get up to twice the market rent with a long-term, let's say five-year lease, low impact, long-term. That's a beautiful combo. Or the third, own and operate the business and or the real estate combined together. So there's lots of ways to get involved. And uh, a lot of people are being attracted to this because frankly, the other things like Airbnb has been hot. I love it. I'm a customer, but I haven't been, I haven't owned them yet myself. And part of that is um, I do senior housing, but I also know that when there's a recession, the first thing to go is a vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, so Worse than that, who knew they'd say, you can't even do it. You can't even have people come to stay at your place, even if they want to. That stinks. Mm. Who knew that would happen? Where with the senior housing, no, everybody is fully employed. Cash is flowing absolutely. There's no caregiver that doesn't have work that wants work because uh, it's essential. You know, People are going to pay to take care of mom, but they're going to pause on the vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that you talk about so frequently is the silver tsunami and, mm -hmm. you know, folks, folks who study demographics know the, the massive number of baby boomers and those in that generation and above that are, you know, retiring and looking for great accommodations for the remaining, uh, you know, decades of their life. And, and it's great to see that you're, you know, offering a great solution, not only for them, but also those who want to participate and add value. 
And I also find it interesting that it seems like you got involved in that space somewhat out of necessity as well as sort of your own, your own mother, right? And uh, tell, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah, I first heard about it like 25 years ago. I was at a real estate seminar. The guru in the front was talking about all kinds of ways to make money in real estate. And then he mentioned this thing called, you know, senior housing, turning that single family home into this assisted living. And I remember walking up to him and they're running up frankly and saying, tell me more. He's like, well, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean you can? He said, well, I don't do it. I'm just saying you should do it. (laughs) That kind of broke my spirit there a little bit. And I said, well, do you know anybody who's doing it? And he said, well, yeah, I know a guy. So I called the guy and the guy's like, well, I'm not going to teach you how to do it. I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, because you'll take all my business. Wow. And we live in different states. On the, and it's like, are you nuts? There's millions <laughs> of people that need this. And you're not willing to share. So then I found other people who were doing it unsuccessfully. And they were willing to share how to do it unsuccessfully. So the people who were successful weren't willing. The people unsuccessful were telling me all that you shouldn't, you can't, you won't. It's like, all right, forget it. Real estate market went down. And then about 10 years ago, my mother started to need help. And that's when it became real. When mom needs help, now it's not money. It's not real estate. It's mom. So we looked for a solution, couldn't find it. That's when I vowed to create it. And so we created the first home. People were asking us to teach them how. And I'm a teacher by nature, so I did. And now that's grown into the whole education company as well as our own homes, as well as the future franchise. Wow, that's outstanding. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And and uh, you know what? It's it's another example of life happening for us and not to us. You know, it created opportunities for yourself, created opportunities for your family to create a legacy with them, to spend time with them, and to also give your mom great accommodations. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. So Gene, I want to I want to talk a little bit about yourself more. I, I really enjoyed that piece of this. I, I love talking about the means to the ends and the real estate and the vehicle and creating opportunities and abundance for others. And also I wanted to make a mention, it's so interesting, the folks that wouldn't share their information with you. And I love that you have an abundance mindset and you're willing to share with others because you know that a rising tide lifts all ships. But I would love to know from you, you know, from a personal growth perspective, obviously with you're still pushing the limits and you don't have to, you're still raising the bar. How are you investing in yourself to be able to service so many different people and so many different businesses? You know, it's really interesting because, um, Over the years, I've been invited to participate in a lot of masterminds. And right now, those are very popular over the last five years or so. And it it was either the date or the people, the crowd, or just the concept of being three days in a room with people and sharing. It's like, it just didn't happen. So I've I've dipped my toe in the water a little bit over the last couple of years. But I'm going to say that in the last couple of months, I mean, we have our own mastermind for the inner circle with what we do with assisted living. Uh, but over the last couple of months, I've really leaned into these smaller groups of people that are helping each other, being vulnerable to share, but being helpful to share. And uh, I know our mastermind, we went from a monthly meeting to a weekly meeting for a while. Uh, the in-person meetings, we can't do that. But I'm participating in probably three different masterminds right now besides my own. And so I invest probably fifty dollars to $100,000 a year in education and participation into other events. Uh, beyond that, we're, we're at conferences and expos and events all the time across the country. And when I'm there, it's, I'll be presenting and that's fine, but it's the relationship. You know, it's you and I meeting and having a conversation over a cup of coffee or at lunch. And that's the magic. That's what'll happen. That's how I met Russell Gray. 
and then Robert and then Robert Kiyosaki and then, uh, you know, and it just, everything just snowballs in life. So when you're open to those opportunities and you put yourself in that position uh, and then you're open and you walk through, you have no idea what may be on the other side, but go through it. Yeah, no, that's excellent. What what do you get out of masterminds yourself other than maybe the relationships, as you mentioned, which is obviously probably the most important part, but what do you get out of masterminds? You know, believe it or not, because you're sitting here asking me questions, I'm not a really talkative guy. So the point <laughs> is, the masterminds, I tend to be the one just kind of sitting back and listening, and I'll, I'm usually smoking a cigar while we're doing it anyway, and, and, and they're talking and they're sharing, but I mean, I have, you know, it's funny, I, I pulled out these pads right here, but I have... This is an entire pad of just notes from, you know, this one mastermind. It's just page after page of, of everything, whether it be here's a guy I should call, here's a website they mentioned, here's an app, here's a this, here's a that. And it blows my mind how many times I come away from that and it's like I, I that paid for itself 10 times over just with this one session. And I may not have said a word. I may not have been asked a question. But also it's kind of neat too when, when – um, what a mastermind is all about is that there's one person who's sharing and then there's 20 other people who are inputting and giving them that input. So when it's done right, it's magical. Uh, when you're in the right group of people that are not only willing to share, but they have experience to be able to share and you never know where it's going to come from. So there's times where I've been able to give my helpful comment. Uh, there's others that are giving me helpful comments, but frankly, the, where I get a lot is just listening to others and what they're saying and doing. You learn a lot more by listening than talking. That's what I found out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can say the same, but I think it's really great to note and just share with the listeners, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on a podcast app, you know, Gene keeps showing us his notebooks. I mean, how many notes are you taking? And just the, the level of curiosity and engagement that you have and not, you know, resting on your laurels and showing some humility to say, you know what, I don't know everything but I am willing to listen. I am willing to continue to grow and adapt. Um, is there anything that you've learned recently through maybe it's your conversations in your masterminds or through other relationships or whatever, anything that you've learned that you've maybe changed your mind on something else that you had a belief on before? That's interesting. You went the direction of change my mind on. Um, I am more convinced than ever that our world is, uh, you know, it's a series of manipulations on different levels. Mm. Uh, it's not a mastermind, but my wife and I, during this time, we watched uh, Game of Thrones, you know, all eight seasons, I think it is. And we didn't, I didn't watch it before. It had no interest or didn't want to spend the time. Now it's like, okay, we got time. It's this medieval <laughs> soap opera. Let's see what this is all about. And my takeaways from that are, are this, is that the women are in control. That's number one. <laughs> I'm not going to say dragons are real, but pretty cool. <laughs> But the women are in control. That's number one. And that's just something, you know, we're two guys. But the point is, I, I love my wife and I'll, I will serve her. I love her. She loves me. But the point is, uh, a happy wife is a happy life. So yeah. <laughs> there's my advice for those guys listening. <laughs> the other thing is that it's all these kingdoms battling each other to the death. And some re sometimes it's grudge. Sometimes it's wealth. It's always power. But they're fighting each other. But really, the, the big evil is the White Walkers. So the White Walkers are the big evil that's off on the side. And, I, and that's the way I see it. It's not Dems and Republicans. It's not black and white. It's a spiritual battle. There's a lot mm -hmm. going on behind the scenes. And it's not just you and I looking through a computer eyeball here. There's a spiritual realm that's controlling all this. 
And that's even bigger than the deep state. It's bigger than, you know, the George Soros's of the world. And we blame a lot of things on him like he's all powerful. But there's so much going on that is out of our control. And yet we sit here and whine about little things. Like they said, we have to wear a mask. Well, my wife just told me that again. It's like they just said, it's like, well, great. Give me a ticket because I'm not going to wear it. It's like, I think it's totally ridiculous. But that's my opinion. But they have us focusing on that versus, you know, the Constitution or versus the, you know, how we respect each other. I'll just say this. You asked me at the beginning, is there anything off limits? And I said, absolutely not. But there's too many people that focus on the small differences as opposed to what we have in common. And the other part of that, when we talk about people, we're all related. I mean, I'm a Christian and as a believer, it all started with one, then it was two, then it was three, then four, then we're all related cousin, brother, sister, aunt, uncle. So I don't care what color, I don't care what country, I don't care what language, we're all related. And if you get that, if you can dig that, then then chill out, love each other. Let's <laughs> figure out what's right and, and not focus on the little bit that's wrong. So, Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. Yes. You know, I think it's really important that, important and interesting that you went there with spirituality because a lot of people would say, wait a minute, guys, this is a real estate show. What are we doing here? We need to be, you know, how about the, you know, what's the strategy for turning this single family house into a 10,000 a month cash cow? I mean, yeah, come we on, get there. can we, we get skip there. forward to that? But no, I think it's really interesting because I've found that business and life and, and everything is really a spiritual journey. I mean, our conversation right now, it's like we've known each other for, you know, many, many years. And it's the first conversation we've ever had. And I think there's a spiritual connection there. There's a reason why we're, you know, I mean, how do you tap into that connection? And how do you, how do you kind of raise your wavelength, I guess, so to speak, to, to kind of get there? Well, all right. And since you went down that direction, we'll, we'll go there. But I mean, I was brought up like a lot of other people in, in a faith that my parents had. And it wasn't until I had a personal relationship with God. And that's through Jesus. That's me. And so through that personal relationship and the Holy Spirit and so on, it's always happening. There's a constant conversation. It's not, uh, I went to church and something happened. C-H-U-R, the church. You know, C-H-U-R-C-H, it is us. And so that whole concept of prayer and reading and study, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I'm, I'm a seminarian and I know the Bible inside and out. I don't. Sure, sure. But I played golf with my pastor today and, and we <laughs> hang out and we also play poker and we read the cigar bar. So we're living life, hanging out with each other, with people who are, you know, talking. But also, I don't want to just hang out with people that are just like me or only think like me. 
Uh, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I had a, I, I was doing a podcast with uh, Jonathan Goldsmith, also known as the most interesting man in the world. And he and I are completely different politically. He is absolutely left and I'm, I'm, I'm right. But anyway, <laughs> he's over there and I'm over here. So we can have heated conversations and then it'll come back to, Hey, I love you. Say hello to your wife. It's all mm -hmm. good. But that's what I like. I like having, I'm okay with having a different uh, set of opinions than somebody. I'm not going to learn anything if all I do is talk to myself or look in the mirror. I'm open and I want to talk. Uh, there are absolutes, but it's not, I'm not the judge. I'm not the one to say, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't do this. Uh, right, right. I'll make my own choice, whether it's a mask or whether it's, a, you know, anything else. I think there's so much value in realizing that just because your idea or your belief is something that it doesn't have to be the universally held belief, you know, just because you feel like your ideas are 100% correct and you are still owning those, it doesn't mean that you're the all knowing being. So I think it's a, it's a good cathartic experience for all of us to say, you know what, let's take a step back and realize that we're all the same, you know, no matter what your background is, no matter what the color of your skin is, no matter what your political beliefs are, no matter what business you're in. I mean, we're all human beings and there's uh, maybe a, a higher reason for our being here. So what can we do to serve each other? What can we do to respect each other? What can we do to listen to each other? You know, we don't have to, you know, own each other's beliefs. You don't have to convince me that everything that you believe is everything that I believe too. I think it's really interesting. You mentioned sort of the higher powers, deep states and all these things that they try to divide us, you know, 50, 50, you're all on this side, you're all on this side. I don't think anybody believes 100% the same stuff. Most people are in the middle, but at the end of the day, it is about showing each other respect and, um, you know, stepping above that and, and, you know, trying to build long-term relationships for each other and doing that with a giving heart. That's just my opinion. Anything you'd add to that, Gene? Well, I just, one thing you said in there, and, and I, I know what you meant, but when you said we're all the same, the wonderful thing is we're not all the same. We're That's, all yeah. completely different and unique, but we're all the same in the sense we're all humans. We're all people. We're all, and I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a tree hugger, but I love trees, right? I'm not, <laughs> I don't worship the stars, but I love the stars. I'm not an animal guy, but I love animals. And I think that's the point is that it's just, a, it's a respect. I'm not a, I'm going to squash a bug when I see it. So I'm not, I'm not Buddhist on that side where it's, oh, that's your uncle, right? I'm not going to do that. But the concept of people, let's just stick there. People are people and there's good ones and there's bad ones and there's, and bad ones can change and good ones can change. Just because somebody's good doesn't mean they don't do crap, right? right? Or they, somebody can, can look bad. I mean, I, some guys I hang out with are tatted up and, you know, they might be an ex-Hells Angel, but they're the sweetest guy, and life was different then than it is today. And then there's other people that look great, and but they're they're evil. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that was a good distinction. I appreciate you clarifying that. Uh, I don't think that's really what I meant, but I appreciate exactly. you stacking yeah, on that. that. We are all different, and that's the beautiful thing about it. We yeah. have something to learn from someone else, you know, just because I love reading a book and saying, man, I don't believe any of this and I don't agree with any of it, but it's interesting to understand that perspective more. I think we need to do more of that. Yeah. You know, that's maybe why, I don't know. We talked about this earlier. We you have books behind you. I have a few books here and I, I had a fake book background a moment ago. And it's like, I have a lot of books. I write books, but I don't read a lot of books. I read <laughs> the first chapter and give me the summary. Give me the cliff notes. Um, 
But there are some books that I've read cover to cover, love them dearly, and then others that are I know they're incredibly valuable to read. It's just I. Well, see, that's see, Gene. This is another great example of how we're different, right? Yeah. I read all the time. I love reading, but just because you don't read all the time doesn't mean I'm like, man, this guy's an idiot. He has no idea what he's doing. And you actually, I love reading. Things. I just don't <laughs> like to read like hours and hours and hours. But I love reading. I love that comprehension. You know, right. it, it, watch, watching Game of Thrones is interesting. It makes me think. It's like, wow, this is a book that turned into this whole thing. And it's like, well, I should read the book. And I'm thinking this thing must be like that thick. It's <laughs> I'm not going to read the book. So <laughs> I can't imagine reading that book either. I, I can totally agree with you there. Gene, this is so much fun and I'm really enjoying our conversation. I want to transition into our sure. rapid fire section. We call Come it forward. the rare air questionnaire. It's all about really elevating, you know, to a life without limits. It's about raising the bar. It's about expanding our boundaries. It's about engaging in masterminds. It's about taking notes and filling up your binders with notes stacked on your desk. I mean, it's about everything that you're all about. So I'm excited to dive in here. And on the note of, you know what, I'm not a huge fan of reading and spending time on that. I'm going to hit you with the question, man. If you were to say two or three of the most impactful books you would point to, I know you already mentioned one. I gave you one. All right. I'll give it, try to get you one more, but unlimited selling power, Dr. Donald Moyne, get the old version. That would be it. Um, I'm, I will think of something, uh, that would be helpful because, you know, we, the real estate guys, they, they blow me away every time. And any hanging with Robert Kiyosaki is just like, you feel like you have to be, a, I love you, Robert, but it feels like you have to be a librarian because it's like, are these 14 books I read this time? And it's like, <laughs> just let's have a conversation about it. I don't need to read it and have a book study. <laughs> uh, Robert. So, uh, but you know, actually I mentioned Jonathan, his book called stay interesting, I think is a great book because you know, we can do a lot of heady books, but every once in a while you just need to let, let your mind just have some fun. But mm-hmm. you know, he got the job as the most interesting man, but actually the guy is incredibly interesting. He's an actor, but when you read his book, each chapter is like something incredible that happened in his life. So stay interesting. And how about another one? I was doing a, a session yesterday with Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, his book called Act Now. It's the history of the infomercial, Act Now. I don't even know if it's in print anymore, but you might be able to find it. But it's the whole, the whole infomercial, which we take for granted. He was on vacation in Europe. He's watching TV, and the BBC had BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Three. And then all of a sudden, there was a fourth channel where it was just like nothing, like DOS words on it. And that's when cable was first introduced. This is before your time, when there was literally in the U.S. only three stations, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then PBS, public access. But then when cable came out, all of a sudden, they had to have 30 channels, and they had no programming at all. So he just had DOS writing just slowing down the screen. So he called up the station and said, what, what is this? There must be something wrong. And they said, no, there's nothing wrong. We just don't have anything to play. And he said, well, can I use that? Can I buy that time? And they said, please. And that was the beginning of the infomercial. So at a state fair, saw a guy cutting cans in half with a knife and said, boom. And another guy making stuff in a walk. And it's like, boom. And next thing you know, it's Tony Little and George Foreman and you know, all these guys, he's done $5 billion in sales. It's, uh, it's incredible. So he's actually coming, he's doing our, I have a whole nother company I didn't tell you about called Pitchmasters Academy. And uh, so he's coming out to work with us on that as well. So it's pretty exciting. 
Wow, that's outstanding. And uh, I love just applying those type of ideas. That's why I love engaging in these type of conversations. And I'm sure the listeners love listening to these type of conversations because if you think about it, what's the opportunity today? You know, what what TV channel has got the DOS, you know, uh, characters just floating down the screen? And what can you do to be creative and, you know, be resourceful and be thoughtful. You know, how can you create value that's not, that doesn't exist today? So that's, that's amazing. I appreciate that. Gene, I'd love to know, uh, aside from our conversation today, what's the biggest way that you would say that you elevate your life on a daily basis? By looking for the good in things, being grateful like you did at the very beginning, but looking for the good, you know, it's, it's a good shot or bad shot. Hey, could have been worse, right? Looking for the good in things, I think, is one way to elevate yourself every time. Absolutely. And one thing you talked about earlier was not neglecting, you know, your family for the grind, you know, for, for just grinding every day and, and, and proceeding with, you know, being present. But what, what else would you say that is the biggest way that you elevate others around you today? I think by encouraging them and uh, educating them, right? Share with them, educate them, but encourage them. Uh, because I think a lot of people are just, it's, it's a confidence issue. You need to do something. And a part of that, and our, we don't let our kids do it anymore. I, I always let my kids fail, right? And fail is giving up. So when I say fail, that's the world's view of you didn't do it the first time. Uh, failing is giving up because you'll do it you, or you'll die trying. Uh, you either do or you don't, as Yoda would say, but don't try, just do. And I think that concept of allowing somebody to, to do something and not always excel, that's when you really learn. That's the true growth. So that's why it's really cool working with my own family because that way when they do something and it didn't quite go right, it's like, all right, good job. Glad you did that. Now next time, let's try this. And that that recorrection, and then they gain confidence, they get better and better to the point where they're self-sufficient. So whether they're five or whether they're 25 or 35, on some point, hopefully I'll be around and they'll be 45 or 55, right? Hopefully those are the things. Well, that's excellent. And I know that, you know, that's something for us to all remember is that, you know, failure is only when you give up and sharing that with others and encouraging others that, you know, you can persist through failure is excellent. It's outstanding. And Gene, this has been an absolute blast. I really, really appreciate you taking time to be on the show. Are there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd share with Elevate Nation today? You know, and at the end, by the way, I'm going to give you a copy of my free book. So anybody who wants it, I'll show you how to download that book. But I think that the, the two kind of comments that I want to give everybody is that you're going to get good at something. You know, you've heard the concept of 10,000 hours. So 2,000 hours a year is a full-time, 40 hours a week, 50 weeks, five years. You're going to become an expert at something. You're going to get good at something. The question is what? And that's where I want you to really focus on why you do what you do. Because you can get really good at something you hate doing. And that's a waste of time. So really figure out as best you can what you really want to do. Get rid of everything else and focus on that. The second thing is you're all going to get involved in assisted living one way or the other. Either owning the real estate, the business, or both. Or you or a family member is going to be lying in a bed writing a check to somebody who does. So if nothing else, do one of these homes for yourself, your family, so you can move into the master bedroom and live for free and have 10 other people paying five, ten thousand $10,000 a month to your kids if you leave it to them. Uh, I just see too many people coming into our homes where they weren't prepared for what it costs. And the kids, you know, spend all of their future inheritance, their own life savings, their own kids' education to take care of that parent 
when it all could have been solved by just doing one residential assisted living home of their own. Move mom into the master bedroom and live for free. Absolutely. And you want to definitely engage with Gene and his team because you know what, they're teaching you how to do that. And uh, the link, I'm actually going to share this right now because I appreciate you bringing that up. The yeah. link to download the free book is www. I don't even need know if you need the www anymore. But I think we got that now, unless you're Al Gore. He's still <laughs> touting it since he created it. It's HTTP slash slash colon www. No, in all seriousness, it's RAL101.com. RAL101.com. So we'll put a link there in the show notes. And um, yeah, I mean, Gene, where else can uh, the listeners find you and stay engaged with you? Wow. I, I, right now, if you Google residential assisted living, you cannot escape. You, you will see many videos of me and many, uh, many podcasts and TV appearances. You will see much. So if you want to find it, it's there. And uh, if not, I'll find you anyway. Hey, you know what? And you might find him smoking a cigar and having a good time and definitely right. with a smile on his face. So if you see Gene out, definitely you want to engage in a conversation with him because I can tell you it's a joy. It's a pleasure. And I absolutely want to re I want to encourage you to re-listen to the show. Uh, the listeners here, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you know, rewatch the show. And what I always say is identify your top three key distinctions. You know, what are your takeaways? Do you have a notebook? If you do, if you're taking notes, jot those down because it is all about taking action. It is all about applying immediately. And, you know, one thing that I love is, is paying it forward. So what can you do to share this episode with a friend or a business associate or a family member who may benefit from learning something or they may get a new idea or they may be able to create a new future for themselves? They may be able to use this vehicle of real estate to design their own life in a yeah. different way. And they may learn something that really changes everything for them. So what can you do to share this with someone else? Obviously, you can tag you know, your friend on social media, you can screenshot the show, you can share this. I mean, there's so many different ways. We all know how to use our beautiful smartphones there. So go ahead and do that. And of course, it is about taking massive action and uh, you have to implement this immediately. So with all of that said, Gene, I want to thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. And great conversation. Absolutely. It was outstanding and Elevate Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.